hey y'all. Welcome back. <laughs> it's been a while. Did you did you just say hey y'all? Yes, I did. <laughs> okay, well, look who's doing the Scarlet voice now. No, she doesn't even say that. She's anyway. Welcome back. It's been a while, and um, I feel like Sky. Uh, maybe you should do the introduction for this one. Uh, yeah, but before we do that. Welcome to Tailcoats. And Tiaras. And Diane will edit that. Yeah, yes I will. <laughs> or I won't. We'll see. Meh. I don't, I mean, I don't think really they... Cares, ex- right? I don't think they expect us by... I mean, I don't think our 14 followers are going to be offended if we don't have a perfect, like, intro <gasps> every time. We have 14 now? That's so exciting. <laughs> I know. It's like more than 11. Oh my god, this is freaky. Mm. Oh, I did not expect to see this. I just ended up on a homicide photo, and I did not want to look at that. Yeah. Okay. Oh boy. Um, so, in case you hadn't guessed by me finding a homicide photo, today's story is about murder. Uh, yes, true crime. In fact, I didn't realize it was true crime. I know you said it was based on a true story, but I kind of forgot. And then I watched it, and then I saw, like, the little epilogue, and I was like, wait, this is this is a true true crime thing? What? Okay, I'm into it. I mean, in a, in a, this is not a true crime <laughs> podcast, so I- In I, a respectful way. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I know, like, in true crime podcasts, they, it's clear, like, they, but we listen to a lot of those podcasts, so- if some of that influence filters into this, just know, uh, blame Karen and Georgia, not us. No, I'm kidding. They're the best. <laughs> oh, uh, speaking of which, I was thinking, I probably shouldn't tell you this because you're just going to think about it the whole time, but I was thinking that at the end of this podcast, we should steal a little something from My Favorite Murder and say something good about our week. Yes. Because this is a really depressing story. No, no, (laughs) I I absolutely agree with that. I think that's great. Awesome. Uh, Just to be... All right, so we've talked a lot about the movie without telling anyone what it is. Uh, Today, we are going to be talking about Boys Don't Cry. Yes. Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> oh no, I was just saying, uh, if we if we didn't mention it already, Karen and Georgia are from My Favorite Murder. Check their podcast out. Seriously, like, if you're listening to ours and not theirs, listen to theirs per- first. It's it's so much better, honestly. Um, okay, I wouldn't <laughs> say listen to theirs first because it's like 300 episodes. Uh, well, try but theirs out good, first. So maybe fly through ours and then listen <laughs> yeah. to all of them. I'm, I'm just saying, like... <laughs> objectively they have a better podcast than ours we're trying to work our way there but i'm gonna be honest with all of us yeah yeah no they they are amazing Mm -hmm. uh they are the only reason that i ever started listening to podcasts and therefore the only reason this one exists yeah well that and i wanted to make Anne happy (laughs) (laughs) oh great it's not because you want to talk about costumes Yes, it is. I mean, I like costumes a lot. I'd rather make them, but... Yeah. (laughs) Now we get to do both. Uh, Sorry for the honesty. (laughs) No, it's okay. All right. Anyway. So, we decided to 
do Boys Don't Cry in light of recent events because, well, honestly, the world's going to hell. Um, But in America, we've seen a lot going on with the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of changes just generally. Yeah. Um, And something that has happened recently is transgender rights are being taken away and it is now legal to not treat a transgender person if even if they are in a situation that is life and death. If not treating them could kill them, then it's okay to leave them. If you don't believe in people being transgender, if your religion says that it's wrong, um, and no one's really focusing on it, there's lots of protests for Black Lives Matter, which is a very important uh, movement. What's the word, and Movement. Thank you. Which is a very important movement, and we do want to acknowledge that. Yeah, but I mean, especially because this podcast, we're, we're too, you know, we're both white. We obviously don't understand a lot of the issues that uh, people of color experience. So we're in no way trying to... I wouldn't to... say we don't understand them, well, but we, we haven't lived them. We haven't lived them. And, um, yeah, so I, I, I think it's definitely important to acknowledge that we absolutely support that this is not in any way saying that that movement is not as important but um we wanted to because that movement is getting so much attention we individually or at least I know um friends a lot of people are helping and we encourage you of course to also support the Black Lives Matter movement um but in addition to that it's important to talk about trans lives yes Uh, So we specifically wanted to do an episode, or more, I specifically wanted to do an episode um, about a true story of a transgender person, and I talked to Anne about it. Yes. Which, of course, she's on board for. Obviously. Oh, I (laughs) Um, just... Because... Sorry. Not... not, Go ahead. um, I feel like this is obvious, but I just want to say it in case case it wasn't clear. there are also trans black lives too. We're not it's not like an either or, it's a both. Yes. Sorry, continue. It is a all transgender people. Yes. Um, not to be confused with the all lives matter people who just say that to distract from everything else, but moving on. Yes, that pisses me off. Can can they not fuck up the English vocabulary? Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. I I literally just found out that all lives matter is not actually that all lives do actually matter. Well, it's like they're saying and that I was as like, to, this makes no sense. I know they're saying that to twist the words of people. It's like, uh, did we say that other lives don't matter just because one does doesn't mean the others don't? Like, duh. It's it's just a way to twist yeah. words, but. We know that. I feel like most of our listeners know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 
I also wanted to do this because the only way that people are talking about trans lives is in relation to Black Lives Matter. Which is important, so, but, you know, they, I think they both deserve as much attention. Yes, it is important. But it would be lovely to have a spotlight on just general transgender lives. Yes. Because I think that people are afraid to say that trans lives matter during a Black Lives Matter movement because it inherently somehow makes them racist. Which is kind of ridiculous. Uh, And I know that white people are typically mortified of being racist. I'm pretty scared of sounding racist. And I have no logical reason to be. (laughs) Um, But even that on its own is kind of racist. There is no way for a white person to not be racist. Exactly. We can cut that out, but... No, I th- no, I think it's important. Like, there, there's... I mean, we can not... We're always learning, I think, is the best way to put it. We're, if we haven't had those experiences, I, I think we can always learn more um, and keep trying to do better. Okay, sorry. No, that's important. What I meant to say is there is no way to do an action that is not considered racist when race applies because even avoiding the topic of race is a racist action. I, yeah. I'm a sociology nerd. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not like people come here to listen to us talk about uh, common topics. I don't see a lot of people just talking about costumes randomly, so. Okay. I thought you said... Coffee? I'm gonna go with coffee. No, costumes, <laughs> but coffee's good too. I think a lot of people do talk about that though. <laughs> All right, thanks for the articulation. Makes a lot more sense. <laughs> um, so, we're just gonna attempt to go into this right now. Uh, this is a very long, awkward introduction, so sorry. Uh, also, uh, note that we were supposed to say is that this is a special episode oh, where yes. Sky is going to do most of the talking because the film is recorded in the same decade that the event occurred. Yeah, which isn't um, a problem, but I don't, I mean, I'll be honest, I don't care enough about the 90s to to do an in-depth research about it. I am much more into, uh, you know, early 60s and before that. So if it was filmed then, I could always talk about, you know, the the influences or whatever. And I will try to do that here. But truly, I I don't really care that much about the 90s fashion because, you know, I it, it's so recent. It, I'm sorry, I'm sure I, a lot of people are going to be mad about that, but that's just the truth. <laughs> uh, there also is literally no way that Anne can talk about the accuracy of the decade if it's literally... Oh, yeah. Wow, I just said literally twice. Uh, <laughs> if the film was made in the same decade. Right. So. Yeah, I could only talk about about just like, oh, this is a good example of this. And it's it's accurate yeah. because obviously. Or like these are general trends that occurred at the time. Yeah. It's more like a... a... This person's totally in style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
which style is also not Anne's favorite place to look at. <laughs> yeah, I it's mean. not mine either. I mean, right? I don't. Uh, I like personal style, not fashion. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what's supposedly fashionable right now, but whatever. It's okay. I never do. I, if I'm, like, working on a character who's 100% fab and always in style, then I will look at what the fashion oh, yeah, trends yeah. are. Because then there's, like, but a reason. But that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and most of the time, they're not current fashion trends, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Like, I could tell uh, you what was in fashion in the year 1912, uh, and I would know it was different from 1916. But I can't, like, those years yeah. apart in the current decade, I I would not know. Like, 2015 to, like, or 2012 to 2015 look the same to me. Mm-hmm. It's because we're living them and they're I super know, recent. I know, I know, yeah. But. And also, I just don't care. I could definitely tell you some earlier 2000s stuff. Yeah, you but... could. <laughs> That's not what we're here for, though. <laughs> That's because there was some weird-ass shit in the early 2000s. That, that and is And I was true. like, uh, we need to fix the world. Yeah. I, and I, I will say, I was, I thought I was super into fashion in the early 2000s when I was, like, 12. And I wanted, like, everything from Limited 2, if you ever, if you remember that store. And I, you know, it, it was oh my God, super yeah. lame. Yeah, no. Not the store, me. We were I was complete very lame. opposites when we were, like, 12. Anne's, like, the fashion queen, and... Oh, I thought I was the fashion I was like, queen. I was Ew. not. <laughs> okay, but, like, you thought you knew what you were doing. Yeah. And I was just like, ew, look at all these girly, bright, colorful things. I was so much better at being a boy then. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I had my cargo shorts and my baggy-ass t-shirt. I had no fucking style. And... Oh, and I, I wore my hair in a low ponytail. What, like, it's very long. Like, I do now? <laughs> yeah, like you do now. <laughs> yeah. But it's cool when you do it. It wasn't cool when I was doing it. Look, I just do it. I'm like, I eat a lot of soup. My hair gets in the soup. So I'm just going to keep <laughs> it back. Uh, yeah. I need to cut my hair because... It's getting in everything right now. I have to, like, move it behind my ear. I can move my hair behind my ear again. I have to move it behind my ear multiple times a day to keep it out of my face. And then, like, I just have to wash my hair every time I get home because coronavirus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it's really, really annoying. Even my hair, uh, like, I like to keep it long, but it's, it, the ends are getting, uh, I tried... This is so dumb. I tried to convince Matt that, like, I was trying to show, because, you know, well, okay, this is a stereotype, but a lot of guys do not get hair, right? So I was trying to show Matt. Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, see, my hair is so coarse at the ends. He's like, I don't get it. I'm like, no, look, it's, the top is smooth, and then the bottom is coarse. And, like, you know, I'm trying to do it because I want to justify why I want to get a hair trim. But it feels like I'm trying to convince my husband to, like, say something bad about my looks, which is, I don't realize until after. <laughs> and it's like, A, he's not, he's not, like, he is not going to say that, like, because he doesn't, I don't think he even, like, really notices. But it's just funny. It's like, no, no, look, it looks bad. See? And he's like, I don't see it. Like, <laughs> I can't complain. I have a great husband, so. 
Yeah, no, no, I've noticed that. So my friend Kenny grows his hair very long, and I don't really have to worry because I know he'll never actually listen to our podcast. <laughs> I'll get a text if he listens to this. Are you about but... to say something? <laughs> Sorry, I just almost spit out my apple juice. <laughs> Because I'm an adult and I drink apple uh, juice at night. But he's been growing his hair long for like the past, I don't know, year and a half maybe. And it it is very beautiful and very long and very curly. But he refuses to get it cut because he wants it to grow longer. And I'm like, dude, you're just going to have split ends. It's going to ruin your hair. It's going to be frizzy and ugly. And yeah. like, it, then you're going to have to cut it super short. <laughs> Yeah, it's better and to get a little trim still... every now and then, just gradually let it grow longer. Yeah, yeah. No, he hasn't gotten his hair cut in the last, like, year and a half. And I'm just like, dude, no, cut your fucking hair. <laughs> I mean, I haven't so either, but that's a different reason. Dead. Hmm? <laughs> probably half of it is just, like, split ends. Oh, probably, Yeah. Yeah. It's very hard to braid because it's like super silky. Ooh. <laughs> I like how we go hair. from like, you and know. And then he like puts a bunch of conditioner in it and I'm like, oh, your hair is so fun to braid. And then I finish the braid and it just comes out and uh, I'm like, I need some fucking hairspray. <laughs> oh, man. That's annoying when it like just slips out. But <laughs> I like how, we, yeah. how we've how we gone from like super political to like split ends on a person who hopefully doesn't listen to the podcast (laughs) uh yeah he's totally gonna listen one day and just be like wow sky that was mean (laughs) i'm sorry kenny i love your hair i just really want you to get a haircut i don't say i don't even feel like cutting cutting this out this is a special episode so if we go off the rails here unless it's like super boring i feel like i'm just gonna keep everything in yeah, no. I mean, I like it when podcasters just ramble. I find it very entertaining because I get to know more about them. Yeah, yeah. Not just the material. So I don't know. I, I like it when you keep in our rambling. I I tried so to, to keep in. Who oh, sorry. Go ahead. Doesn't listen. No, I do. <laughs> I just, I try to keep in a decent amount. I just don't want to be so off topic that it or like that it's very like nobody even knows what we're talking about and it gets boring. I just don't want to bore them. But I think I'm just self critical because I'm but I'm trying my best. Plus, it's less no, work, work for me, so. Okay. Uh, we have talked a lot about hair now. I would normally use this as a great transition into the character's hair. However, I want to start this podcast off with telling you a little bit about Brandon. Um, and actually, what I don't think I actually ever got to earlier was that the reason that I wanted to do Boys Don't Cry as our movie this week and not something more cheerful uh, is because I really wanted to talk about something that gets to the heart of being transgender. The, The troubles that come with it, the fear, the actual threats that exist in this world that people don't tend to focus on. Uh, We don't typically acknowledge bad aspects of anything because we don't want to. 
which is why a lot of the queer cinema is either like romantic lesbian films or uh drag queen stuff when I looked at just general like top 10 films top 10 transgender centric films there weren't a lot of actually transgender films that I found a lot of it was drag queens which is what people enjoy watching because they're fun they're bright they're lively they make you feel positive about this community um they're they're what we're known for even though they're not transgender they're Drag queens, which is a very different thing. I mean, (laughs) are are not some of them? Are not some transgender people, are not some drag queens transgender? Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that there are transgender drag queens out there, but the phrase drag queen isn't used to describe a transgender person. It's used to describe someone who dresses in drag. Got it, got it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I want to be a drag queen. I'd be a really weird drag queen because uh, I'm a trans man. <laughs> but also, you I mean, you'd be amazing. Actually, well, you don't like performing on stage as much as I do, though, so. But. Okay. But see, there are different kinds of performing. Like, I do enjoy dancing. It makes me nervous as hell, but I feel like I could get to a point where I'd feel comfortable with it. (laughs) And I'd feel a lot more comfortable if I was in my own skin. Okay. See, I'm I'm kind of the opposite. If I felt comfortable with the body that I was portraying. Oh, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So... I was just going to say, that like, I would be doing I'll, drag even, would make it a lot better knowing that people could see tits. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I was just yeah. going to, like, when you were saying, like, you feel comfortable dancing or, or I don't know, this is totally unrelated, but I was just like, oh, it must be nice to feel comfortable in your own skin when you're dancing. Because <laughs> I'm just like... Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. But I feel comfortable when no one's watching me. Uh, I already, but I do tend to feel comfortable in my own skin dancing. Yeah, and I already ranted about my but, poor dancing skills in the last episode, so I don't need to go into that again. I just feel like, yeah, I don't know. I I just wish I could dance. I really do. I could teach you. Yes, please. I've offered a million times. And yes, you've you never said yes. Well, but I'm I mean, it's hard again. to teach in a pandemic, so that's very true. Oh, my mom and I are talking. It's totally not needing to be in the podcast, but nope, my mom and I are talking it. about going up to visit you. Yes! <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, okay. Oh, I should... Remind me to tell you a story after we talk about, like, actual the actual topic of the podcast. Um, so if there's time, okay. I, I do have a story to tell you. It relates to Mine you visiting me. And... <laughs> tell... Story. In fact, this what will, is this will, about. I don't know. This will probably part be part of my good thing. So there, that at the end. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm also gonna write a note about that because I'll totally forget. Yeah, me too. Good thing. All right. Now that we've talked forever, um, let's actually attempt to get into this. Yes. So we know why we picked the movie. Now we're gonna talk a little bit about what the movie's about. 
Uh, and and that would be Brendan Tina. God, I'm so awkward. Oh, oh my gosh. I can't believe I didn't think of this, but maybe we should do a trigger warning. Oh, yeah. Before we get too, too much into that. Um, yeah. So, just a trigger warning for everyone before we go into this. This is a story about sexual assault and murder, so it can get a little rough, uh, obviously, if you need to stop listening. Go ahead and do that and take care of yourselves. We care about you and we don't want to upset you at all. Perfect. There you go. That's your trigger warning. Perfect. Brandon Tina was a 21-year-old trans man who was raped and murdered in Falls City, Nebraska, by John Lauder and Marvin Tom Nissen. I might have the last name wrong. I mean, he's a murderer. Uh, you don't have to uh, pronounce Neeson, it Nissen, maybe. I think it's Nissen. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about yeah. murderers is they suck, so we don't have to give them the justice of pronouncing their last name right. That's true. Oh, spoiler um, alert. But you've seen the movie, so. Yes. Now my sentence makes no sense. Damn it, Anne. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I know, I was like, Sky's gonna talk this whole time, and then Anne keeps running her mouth because she apparently has no self-control. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. I typed the sentence out so I couldn't fuck it up, ironically. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon Tina was a 21-year-old trans man who was raped and murdered in Falls City. I didn't type the word in. Uh, In Falls City, Nebraska, by John Lauder and Marvin Tom Neeson, whom he had previously considered to be his friends. I felt like that part was really important to mention. Um, It is more common that you're going to be... Sorry, bad phrasing. Uh, (laughs) It's more common to be... It is more common to be raped by someone you know and are close to and trust than it is to be raped by a stranger. Um, And there are also rapists out there who will intentionally get close to someone to rape them. So, something to be aware of. I feel like it's a really important fact that we should mention. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Brandon Tina was forcibly disrobed in a bathroom on Christmas Eve and raped later that night. Lauder and Neeson then murdered him on New Year's Eve so that he couldn't press charges for the rape. This obviously backfired. Um, The police did not take the sexual assault seriously, so they probably would have gotten away with it had they not killed Brandon. Nice and fucked up. Mm, yeah. Um, I have, um, I found an actual ex- excerpt of the conversation or more interrogation that Brandon had with the police after being sexually assaulted. Um, and Pierce, the director of the film, referred to this dialogue as a third rape which at first I was like "Mm, 
I don't know, it feels a little too far. But then as I went through reading it, I went, oh, shit, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. Um, and a lot of this dialogue is actually in the film. Um, where is it? Just sec. I lost it. Okay. So there's a part in the film where the officer says to Brandon, he didn't fondle you any, huh? This is about the disrobing. Didn't that kind of amaze you? Doesn't that kind of uh, get your attention somehow that he would have that he would have put his hand in your pants and play with you a little. Oh my gosh. And then he goes more in depth and he's talking about how, you know, he expects that if he's really a female that, you know, he would have put his hand in her and sexually assaulted her right then and there. Uh, I'm not actually sure if disrobing is considered sexual assault, but I would assume that it is. I mean, if it's against their consent. I would hope that it is. Yeah. But he's surprised that he didn't at least start the process of raping Brandon there. Sorry if I said her earlier. I'm reading quotes. No, yeah. Um, Yeah. And when he talked about Brandon, he used female pronouns, which is very disrespectful. And he also went into Brandon's sexuality and... Um, was asking why he was kissing girls and not boys because he has a vagina, so therefore he's a girl. Uh, that's not his phrasing of that, but... But it's what he meant. And, um... Yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of harsh stuff. And at one point, he asked if Brandon had ever had sex before. And he says no. And he asks how old he is. And he says 21. And the officer says, and if you're 21, you think you'd have, you'd have trouble getting it in. Which makes literally no sense. Oh my gosh. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty fucked up. And honestly, it's pretty similar to how a lot of victims of sexual assault are treated in general. Um, Obviously, because Brandon is transgender and that's not even a thing that people acknowledge at the time. It's a lot harsher and they bring in his gender and his sexuality because that makes it less believable in their minds that he could have been raped. Um, So I wanted to mention that because I felt like it was very important. This is also why a lot of people don't actually go to the police if they've been sexually assaulted is because this is a common reaction and it's what people are scared of and they don't feel like they can actually go and talk to someone because they won't believe them. Also, uh, during that scene, we see the assaulters, um, they tell him that it's his fault. 
Of course they do. For dressing the way that he does, for being himself. And he says, yeah, I know it's my fault. Which is also pretty true to how it feels when an event like that occurs. So. Those are all the important things that I wanted to say. Um, <laughs> I I wanted to Sorry mention... Sorry for the no, it, depressing material. No, it's important. What did you want to mention? Oh, uh, if, if it's okay, I'd like to mention that when he's... At least in the in the movie, I don't know about what happened in real life, but when he's answering the questions, it's honestly incredible how well and how how calm he is staying. Because, I mean, I don't I don't know how if I could have stayed that calm. Like, I I'm not a confrontational person, but I feel like I I don't think I would have been that calm if I was being asked those kinds of questions. And you, I mean, not and he shouldn't have to be. Um, but the fact that he was, was just really incredible. And yeah, I, I honestly can't believe he managed to do that because I don't think many people could. I do not know if he was actually that calm or not. Um, the excerpt, I believe they got the actual information from the Brandon Tina story which is a documentary film. Um, so you could probably watch that. I think it would be on there, but I don't know for sure. So, yeah. I had one more thing that I was going to say on that. Oh, um, I really appreciated how realistic they made the rape scene. Because a lot of... A lot of directors are scared to go all the way with that because they don't want to trigger people. But being someone who has been in that sort of situation, like, I don't want people to make it look less bad than it is. It's a horrible thing to experience. And... It's not fair to the people who have experienced a sexual assault or a rape um, to make light of it. So I felt like they, it felt very respectful. Especially, and I think because they focused on Brandon's face and his expressions rather than like distancing it, you could see what his emotions were. And it was it was focused on the victim, not the perpetrator. Unlike ahem, Ted Bundy, in the other thing we covered in episode two. Yep, exactly like that. So, those are all the depressing facts that we're gonna talk about for right now. Um, I oh wait, let me pull up the costume designer's name. So. The costume designer for this movie was Vicky Farrell. Uh, This looks like one of her earlier movies based on her website. It is the furthest movie down on her website, so I wouldn't be surprised if it was one of her first. Um, Fun fact, if you... Vicky Farrell, I guess I just said that she has a website, but... If you look at a costume designer's website, you can get a pretty good idea of how they see whatever project that they're working on. So, looking at 
hers. You can see a lot of pictures of Brandon in plaid. Um, most of them are more peaceful pictures, uh, but and a lot of them, he's not smiling, which I don't know. I just found that to be very interesting because uh, there are a lot of happy moments in the film. Yeah. And they try to focus on his actual life. But it feels like the designer was focused on the tragedy, um, just based on the pictures on her website. So, that was interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, he did not wear this much plaid and flannel in real life, based on a freaking Google search of Brandon Tina. Um, a lot of the things that you can see him wearing in real life are more like, oh god, I just spaced on the word. Well, they're, they're sweaters, uh, knitted sweaters. And he has a hoodie that you see in most of the pictures, actually. Um, it is a black and white striped hoodie. It kind of reminds me of, like, one of those soccer referee sort of things. Oh, the, the, the stripes? Wear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and on that first date that we see him go on, there's a picture of him with the girl. It might not have been the actual first date, but the girl looks very similar. Um, and he is wearing white slacks with a brown belt, a black button-up, and a Mickey Mouse tie. <laughs> it's actually very cute. He would the definitely distance, be shopping look... at Hot Topic today. Yeah, yeah. From a distance, though, it doesn't look like Mickey Mouse. It looks like flowers. Yeah, I feel so like I would remember that. I thought that it was a floral tie until I literally just zoomed in on it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but his look is a lot more dark clothes and, uh, it's really got kind of a peppy personality to it. Not like preppy, but like, you know, Bubbly. happy. Um, you can really see his personality shining through. And there's another picture of... I can't tell what this pattern is, but he's wearing a button-up with some pattern and uh, blue jeans. And he looks very cute. Um, <laughs> I just felt like the world needed to know that. Uh, he, he looks cute throughout the whole actress, movie. But I guess that's the actress. Sorry, yeah. what? Sorry, I said he looks cute throughout what the whole movie. What did you say? I said he looks cute throughout the whole movie, but that's actually the actress. Not I. I didn't realize you were talking about the actual person, right now. Like the photos. yeah, no, the actual person. The actual Brandon Tina actually looks a hell of a lot like the actress who plays him, or more like the actress looks a hell of a lot like him. Um, there's also a lot of contour on her face, which you can see. Uh, at before I actually looked at a picture of the real life Brandon Tina, I was not happy with how easily this character could pass as a guy because I'm like eh, most trans guys do not pass that easily 
Hmm. Uh, myself included. <laughs> but, no. The, there is a disturbing similarity between the two. Wait. I mean, he definitely would not pass as easily as this actress, but this actress just has very defined jawbones that are, or jawlines that are already contoured on top of it, so. Wait, so, sorry. Wh- that's, that's why. Sorry, um, just to clarify, wh- which, you said which one passes? The actor uh, or the... the actress passes in the movie. Oh, oh, okay. I mean, there's no sign that it's a trans man at the beginning. Like, it... I don't even know how to phrase that, because it's a female actress being a... Yeah. I, I'm, okay. No, but, but what, uh, I, what I'm asking... Sorry. It's a woman actress. <laughs> sorry, what? Sorry, what I'm at. So, there's no sign that it's a female actress, you're saying? You would... If you didn't uh, know any better, you would assume it was a male actor? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I had to look up who the actor was. Really? Okay, because to me... Because I was like, I don't know if this is a girl or a guy. To me, like, I... Like, the actor, not the, the actress, character, yeah. obviously. Yeah. To me, I I could tell it... <laughs> I could tell it was... Well, I mean, I didn't know if it was a trans man that just, you know, had feminine features, but I, I definitely could tell that it was um, a woman and or someone who, you know, had, again, female features. So I kind of disagree with you on that but like i think she so like she um the actress she does look very cute as brandon and she definitely pulls it off but i i I definitely could tell that it and maybe it's just because you told me it was about a a trans man so i could have just been thinking that but i i i do think she she had some uh female features yeah i i definitely thought that there was a possibility that it could be a man playing the role, a cisgendered man. Yeah. Um, but that's also because I know that there are plenty of films out there where cisgendered people play transgendered people, and they're playing the gender that they identify as. Um, if that made any sense. No, it, it does. But you can see that there is contour on her face um, just by looking at pictures of you know, the actual actress and the film. Uh, and the contour is used to make her look more masculine, uh, which is unlikely to be something that Brandon does because he would get caught. Um, yeah. I... And getting caught in these times is a very dangerous thing. Yeah. It's still not great, but... But yeah, so uh, for the most part, there's not a million pictures of him wearing plaid in the real world. Uh, There are some, and one of the plaid shirts that he wears, that the actual person wears, uh, I'm trying to find it right now, does look like uh, one of the plaid shirts in the movie. I think it was brown and black. Yeah, I can't find it anymore. Um, but So there's a little accuracy there, but it's mostly an exaggeration of more transgender stereotypes. Um, a lot of trans people, when they, or specifically a lot of trans men, when they come out, they will 
mostly wear plaids and button-ups because they are easier to hide having breast in. Oh. And plaid actually makes you look more masculine. Really? That's interesting. Yeah. It doesn't, like, literally make you look more masculine, but people associate plaid with masculinity. Really? Why? Or lesbianism. (laughs) Uh, I don't know that that's as common anymore, but Hmm. it was pretty common in the 90s, and it's specifically lesbianism. People didn't really acknowledge transgenders to exist. Um, But it's pretty common for men to wear plaid in the 90s. Uh, And it was pretty common when I started coming out for plaid to be what's considered more masculine. That's why I wore plaid when I came out the first time. And then I hid again. (laughs) Wait, when did you hide Uh, it? Wait, did you come out before you, like, when you came out to me? Uh, like when I tried to come out in high school. Oh, oh, I see. Yeah. And then I had lots of support. Oh, I just found a really cute picture of him wearing, like, this deep, but also somehow bright teal. Oh, my I, favorite. okay, I love anything teal, so, so I'm excited. Yeah. It's honestly not a great picture of him, but I like the outfit, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's, that's a good summary of the character, um, and what they did. I... I think that the reason that the designer probably went with more plaid was to get out what your just average transgender man might be wearing so that it connects to more people. Um, This definitely, the way that he dresses is very personal to him and it does not look like an average trans man. Uh, He also wears a lot more solid colored button-ups. Uh, I know personally I don't wear solid colored button-ups because, again, they make it more obvious that there are boobs. Um, He also wears tighter uh, shirts than most trans men would wear. Uh, In the movie, you can see that there's, there's a fair amount of slimness, but there's enough space in the chest area that it covers up the breast, which is very important. It is key to passing if, you know, you're not Sky and have the inability to pass. Um, (laughs) Um, So, Boys Don't Cry is one of the few films that actually shows the troubles of the transgender experience that doesn't feel like the right thing to say but we're gonna go with it um (laughs) and when it was made it was one of the first films to actually look at the reality of what's happening and not just like glorify men wearing dresses um not actually the way that I mean that, but, you know, it's not just glorifying drag and making fun of 
the community. It's actually focusing on something serious and something important. And because of that, it actually made a, uh, it had a very big impact on the community and specifically, uh, LGBTQ cinema. And yeah, those are all my words. Good. That's all I got right now. Uh, I would like to add just something that I liked um, and noticed was that when he was, and and this, again, not knowing the true story at all, I had no idea what was going to happen. Like, I, watching it the whole time, I hadn't seen any trailers. I, I, I knew it was about a trans man. That's, that's pretty much, and that it was in the 90s, and that's all I knew. So, um, I had no idea that any, like, that the friends were going to, you know, turn on him and murder him or anything like that. So, like, for example, when... You know, just in scenes where they're all hanging out together, you could, they're just normal, I guess I wanted to say teenagers, but they're not teenagers, a little bit like normal young adults just having fun, which is exact, and I think that's really well portrayed that like, like I, I would say like a lot of the movie, you wouldn't even know that it was about a trans man. If you cut out like sort of the beginning parts and the end parts, um, it's just, you know, young adults living their lives uh, and it's almost like, you know, it's like a love story. You know, it, 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 it it's not just like a trans people movie. It's a good movie overall about people who are interesting. And I think, I think that was a really good thing, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that was definitely nice to see. Uh, I also made sure not to read the actual story of what happened before watching the movie so that I could be surprised by the colors. But when I started watching it and, like, paid attention to who was in the group, I was like, hmm, yeah, his friends are gonna kill him. So. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, super important note that I should definitely say, in case we do have transgender listeners or people who are, like, curious, um... The way that Brandon binds his chest is not safe. Please don't do it. Uh, It's something that we see a lot in just cinema because it, I'm assuming because it's more dramatic. Uh, But it's, it's really dangerous to bind your chest like that. There are real binders now, which probably didn't exist in the 90s and I didn't look into it. Um, But you can find one online. There's a lot of different ones. Uh, what's the one that I have? There's one that's like G2CG or something like that. I don't know. It's a bunch of letters. Um, I could probably go look at one of mine and find out. But just, you know, be careful. Use a real binder. Um, yeah, I was meaning to ask about that because it looked like bandage you know stretchy stuff that like I was gonna ask you about that but I forgot yeah no it's it's just bandage tape he also has a packer which I thought was very fun a what that made me happy that that would be the penis oh oh, that was oh. in his stuff I see yes it's called a packer oh okay yeah it, it's because you pack your pants with it <laughs> that I makes think. sense <laughs> what if that wasn't even the reason <laughs> that's that's how i remember the name is because yeah. you have to pack your pants with it cool I, 
Yeah, that's and I I, actually it was cool that I so happy. No, I like I didn't realize stuff like that even existed. Like when he was um like the scene where with him and Lana, like when they're alone and they're, you know, doing it. I was, I yeah, I had no idea. I was like, wait, how, how is that working? Interesting. So it's cool to know that those exist. Um. Oh, also, is there a way to like if people um are looking for binders is there like are there like keywords they should look for just to make sure it's legit and safe because I know that like sometimes you know uh shopping on like especially like places like eBay or whatever they might title it as a binder but it might not actually be that I don't know if that's the case but is there a uh yeah okay so if it says binder for tomboy it's obviously not what you're looking for okay um it's also by people who don't know the word transgender or just don't want to acknowledge it um, I would look for one that is solid. It, it's more like the actual material that you want to look at and the style that it's made in. Um, so I would look for one that is just fabric. They don't have, um, like clasp or buttons or zippers or anything like that. Because when you put on a binder, you should be putting it on from over your head and pulling it down. If you are putting on the clasp, it's not going to do a great job binding. Um, and it's, especially if like you have a zipper, you could get your freaking boobs caught in it and that ah! would not be fun. Uh, so <laughs> don't do that. But I, I would just look for one that looks legit. I wouldn't go for something. I know that's very not super helpful <laughs> phrase, but uh, yeah, just, I wouldn't go yeah. for something that's, like, under $15, because it's probably not going to be good, and it's probably not going to last. Uh, I'm going to casually step off for a second so I can grab one of mine and see if the brand label's still in there. Okay, so the uh, brand that I would recommend is GC2. B. They're very nice, cheaper binders. Uh, the material is fairly thin on the back, so you can still, you know, move around with most of your flexibility. Um, a lot of trouble with binders is that if you have a larger chest, it's hard to, like, get full access of your arms. So mm. I've just started making my own, but I like this brand. It's pretty good. Uh, don't ever do, like, actual physical exercises, like running or going to the gym or swimming in them. Uh, there are binders specifically made for swimming, but that is not this one, and they're, like, 50 bucks. So, yeah, that's a good brand. Um, they should have a thicker material on the inside, so they show you what the inside looks like. Uh, it's often white, and it's like a thick cotton, or they use a lot of different materials. Sometimes they use muslin. Um, and then the stretchy part should also go over the front. It shouldn't just be solid on the front. And I so. know... Oh, sorry. Were you, sorry. Were you still talking? You're good. I'm oh, done. I, I, I know... just said so. Okay. Got it. Um... I know that at one point you had asked me to look into, like, historical, um, like, corsets for trans men, like, Victorian. I 
have a little bit, I, I think I sent you a little bit of Pinterest sources on that, but I think um, if our listeners are wanting to, you know, do historical costuming and stuff, that would be an interesting thing to discuss. So if I find any more information about that, or if you do, because, you know, um, uh, maybe we can like share it in the next episode or whichever episode, you know, we find it out in. Um, because I was just thinking, like, the way you talk, you're talking about the binders kind of reminds me, like, how, um, you know, like, with corsets, like, yeah, they can be safe if you do it right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that is something that I'd like to look more into. Uh, to specify, it's not trans binders, because, again, we didn't acknowledge transgender people existed at that time, but men's binders that could compress the chest <laughs> uh, by, uh, wait. very specifically you mean you mean like i know that you know that but our audience does not no no no. sorry i'm um so wait like did i with like when i said corsets for trans men is that what you meant yeah did i say binders sorry i'm looking at binders oh yeah uh, yeah I, sorry i i meant like for today for trans men who want to wear um corsets like and obviously contrary to what oh my god i want that to exist god you're brilliant huh (laughs) sorry i got very excited corsets for trans men that that's what i was saying yeah 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 i just i thought you were actually talking historically oh no 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 no, 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 that doesn't actually exist in history well hey i mean a function of it could have i mean it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been called that obviously but i i also do want to look into what uh trans men would have again they wouldn't have been they wouldn't have called themselves that because the term didn't exist but um what they would have done because that's an interesting topic uh yeah and yeah I did look into some, uh, I did look into a, a little story about a, this is a trans woman, but it was such a good story. Ooh, I wanted to wait, talk about it. Wait, before you get into the story, oh. uh, I looked up the name of the company that makes, um, swimmable binders Ooh. for anyone who's interested. And they are called, they're cold. they're called Flavin Streetwear, F-L-A-V- nt uh but if you just look at bearskin binder it should come up pretty easily they are like 50 bucks but they're made for swimming so if you are a swimmer and you want to be able to safely swim in a binder i would look into it it'd probably be worth it i haven't tried it yet so i can't say that with guarantee okay that's all I just thought I should no, probably mention that very, since we were talking about very it. Very good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I didn't even think about that as I don't swim very much, uh, so that's a good point. And uh, do do you want to even like mention some like sources, um, like any hotlines that would be helpful to people? Sure. Let me do the Google. Okay. <laughs> Uh, should I mention that I have uh, attempted to swim in a normal binder before and it didn't mend well? <laughs> oh, I can imagine. <laughs> what? I can imagine. Yeah. No, it was horrible. Especially with my shitty breathing to begin. Okay. 
I got a transgender hotline, and I'm looking up a sexual assault hotline. All right, so here is a list of hotlines for if anyone needs them. Uh, the Trans Life Line, which is a hotline, is 877-565-8860. And that is specifically the U.S. number and the Canadian number, or Canada number, is... One eight seven seven three three zero six three six six, and then the hotline, the National Sexual Assault Hotline, is one eight hundred six five six four six seven three. They are available twenty four hours a day. Oh, also the Trans Lifeline is going to open. Actually, they just opened a Spanish extension. Awesome. Just so everyone knows. Um, and the National Domestic Violence Hotline is 1-800-799-7200. And if you are unable to speak safely, you can log on to thehotline.org and they will help you there. Or you can text them LOVEIS, that's L-O-V-E-I-S, to 1-866-331-9474. Sorry for all the numbers for people who didn't need them. I hope you use them if you need them. Very good. So now, I felt that I would talk about, because I couldn't really talk much about history here, um, I'd bring up a story about a woman named uh, Mary Jones. She is the first recorded trans woman, in, uh, African-American trans woman in American history, as, as far as I have read. And... She's freaking awesome. So I actually learned about her just from seeing a post on Facebook um, that another one of my uh, trans friends shared, and I read it. And I, I know it like it, it was a long time ago, so it has it actually has nothing to do with um, the Black Lives Matter movement. It just happens that she uh, was an African American trans woman, and she sounds super cool. So I'm gonna read this story from. Uh, transcity.org slash Mary Jones uh, hyphen, or sorry, slash Mary hyphen Jones hyphen 1836 slash that was sloppy. Um, so, and hmm? I need to be off in 15 minutes. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> sorry. I will, I will paraphrase this then. Um, she was a sex worker and she basically was a caught I, I believe pickpocketing some people and was found with a bunch of wallets which okay don't do that but she's cool in the sense that she when she was brought into court people were basically like and she looked fabulous she she came in dressed in this beautiful white dress like 1830s and she's super elegant there's actually a like an illustration of her if you google her and like it's titled like the man monster which is obviously what I mean what people back then were saying but she 
it's like so ironic because she, she is just absolutely beautiful. And they ask her, I believe in court, uh, they ask her something about like, why are you wearing that dress? And her response is, because I look good in it. And I'm like, you're my hero. <laughs> that is the best oh thing God, ever. Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. No, it, it's it's so, so, so good. So now um, I feel like we can basically, oh, we have to talk about our good thing. Right? Oh, yeah. Good thing. Good yeah. thing. Go. Oh, go tell yours because mine's a little longer and we, we don't have that much time. Uh, tell yours so I can think of one. Oh, okay. Okay, so Matt and I are, are trying to find a new apartment. And, uh, because, you know, ours, we're looking for a bigger place. And naturally, I'm looking for all, like, like you know, the ones, like, upper floors and, you know, old Victorian homes. And we find, like, one that's so gorgeous. And so we're really hoping that it's going to work. But there was another one we went to look at on the same day that, uh, this, I guess, isn't necessarily a good thing. But it was a hilarious thing. So we arrive early at this, uh, it's like a 1912 house and we're about to, you know, we have a, we're scheduled to see a viewing, you know, we're, we got our Corona masks on and everything. Um, but we, and to be clear, I'm in Canada. So the restrictions here are, I mean, people are actually more or less listening to medical advice. So it, the things are starting to open up. Yeah. But just to be clear, I'm not, I'm not encouraging people to just go out and do all these things if you're not in a safe place to do that um but in bc not canada all not all of canada specifically bc vancouver island um so we went to starbucks and then we come back to see the house because we um you know we're still a little bit early but we're pretty much on time and we're there we're waiting and some dude (laughs) opens the door because he thinks his wife's there i guess and he's in his underwear i kid you not he's (laughs) he's he comes out in his underwear and you know, I, I probably looked longer than I is normal because I was processing what, what I was actually looking at for a second. So then I'm like looking away. I'm like looking at Matt and we're like, oh, I'm like, oh, it's fine. And he of course looks embarrassed, but like in the dad way, like, I don't know if you, like my dad is the, he just reminded me of my dad, but not in that my dad runs around all the time in his underwear, but just that kind of <laughs> such a dad mistake, um, to make. And so his wife, eventually comes and she's like no it's okay I'll show you and then she you know she says um sorry about that and I and I say something like it's okay my dad's like that too which like right now makes it sound like my dad is just somebody who's a nutcase who's just going out in public in his underwear all the time (laughs) what I meant was that you know when when we were kids and we'd go camping my dad would like he, he loves Yosemite National Park and he'd always like you know bring the air mattress outside to sleep under the stars but as kids, we were super embarrassed because, you know, like, he's he's a, a guy that sleeps in his underwear normally. So, I guess, apparently, when he's camping, that's normal, too. So, we're like, Dad, just wear pajamas when you're camping. <laughs> Under the stars means, you know. And he's like, nobody's going to see it. Everyone's going to be sleeping. I'll be under the covers. Like, yeah, but you have to get from the tent to the... Anyway. So, it was just really, really <laughs> funny, and it made my day, and we're probably not going to get that place, though, because he's probably never going to want to face me again. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. That's hilarious. And I tell Matt about that, and he's like, I don't know, maybe it'll make it, you have shared trauma now, so, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, <laughs> gosh, it, it was, it, it, it was beautiful. Uh, yeah. 
that's my story. Okay. Well, mine is uh, super simple now that I've actually remembered what <laughs> it was. So there's this sweater. I don't know if uh, Joe told you about this, but I found this sweater on Amazon and it's got like a little cup of tea <gasps> and it's in the trans pride flag colors. Oh my gosh. And it says, I put the T in LGBT. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that sounds adorable. And yeah. I thought that it was the cutest thing ever and I was going to get it for myself for Pride Month, but it wasn't going to be here in time. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to spend 35 bucks on a sweater that won't be here on time. That's ridiculous. But I sent uh, Joe the sweater because I was like, this is so cute. Joe would be so cute with it. Yes. Joe does not wear sweaters anymore, but I mean, she still had to. See she's it. living in Southern <laughs> California, so I don't blame her. But yeah, yeah. that's fair. Also, that's fair. I'm so glad uh, you and Joe are in contact with each other. That's cool. For for um, yeah, we don't talk very much. But, but no, it's it's nice know, to know that when things went down, I was yeah. like, life shit. I'm gonna send Joe a cute trans pride thing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love that my bridesmaids are still yeah. in touch. For everybody else, Joe is my is yeah. my cousin. No, I, I love Joe, and I gave Joe a shit ton of my uh, feminine clothing <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I moved back from Vegas and was safer to be myself. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Joe and I have sort of been in touch. Not really, but... Uh, Joe has a lot of my clothes now and a camera that hopefully works. I love that. <laughs> I did. I had no idea that you. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I love when like my yeah. friends who didn't really know each other before become friends and yeah, that's great. Okay, but anyway, yeah. the sweater is getting here Wednesday. I was super excited because like it kept being like we're gonna be here in August. It was like, it's going to take a month and a half to get here. And then I went on Amazon and it was like, it's going to take two weeks. And then I went on Amazon today and it was like, it's going to be here tomorrow. And I was like, yes. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. You got to send me a picture when it, when it arrives. I will. I, I'm going to probably wear it to work tomorrow yes. and I'll make my boss take a picture of me in it. Awesome. <laughs> okay. And uh, so we are going to sign off. But before that, um, in case someone's been living under a rock, uh, the musical Hamilton is available for streaming only in the month of July. So be sure to watch it um, on Disney Plus if you have it or, you know, steal your friend's passcode or or just access. If you want to listen to our next episode, we will be discussing the costumes of the musical Hamilton. So be sure to watch it before it is taken off Disney Plus and uh yes and the one source that i did not say somewhere in the process of this was uh the atlantic's article two decades after brandon tina's murder a look back at city falls written by stephanie farrington yeah in 2013 okay oh and uh, for light of mind, although I don't believe it'll make a lot of changes, yeah, uh, the 
new sheriff or, you know, new in 2013 for the precinct that treated Brandon so horribly, um, agreed to do an LGBTQ sensitivity training. Yes! So, that's super exciting, uh, and I'm I'm hoping that it made a good difference. <laughs> yeah, and that that happens, you know, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there should be a sensitivity training for everywhere. Yeah. I also think that there should be effective uh, trauma sensitivity training. <laughs> yeah, uh, psychologists, or at least having, a, you know... People who are going to handle psycho- uh, psychological, people who have experienced psychological trauma to have training uh, and education in psychology. You know, that sh- I feel like that should just be required in a lot of uh, professions yeah. that don't require that kind of training. But all right. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Do not forget to watch Hamilton and listen to us next time. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. To stay up to date on new episodes, don't forget to subscribe. For more content, Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Tailcoats and Tiaras. You can tune in every other Tuesday for new episodes. See you next time.